I don't know if you saw it today. I did. Oh, it was a long one. But former President Barack Obama not mincing words, delivering a spicy midterm, I guess, speech ahead of the midterms, rallying the troops, getting them out, getting them all riled up, and essentially saying that, uh, well, without saying it outright, but basically saying that President Trump is all things evil, capitalizing on resentment and you know, all uh, the things that he did in his work before. Here's President Obama, just a smidgen in the tone of what he said today. I'm here today because this is one of those pivotal moments when every one of us, as citizens of the United States, need to determine just who it is that we are, just what it is that we stand for. Just a glance at recent headlines should tell you that this moment really is different. The stakes really are higher. All right, so there is uh, former President Barack Obama, and and Donald Trump responded uh, by saying, Yawn. I'm sorry. I watched but fell asleep. I find that he's very good for sleeping. (laughs) So safe to say the stage has been set for a very raucous midterm election season, and today President uh, Trump calling for the Justice Department to launch an investigation citing national security. That if someone with such high-level security access, they should have no access to him or his meetings. So President Trump is on the hunt. And it doesn't matter whether you hate him or like him. He has the right to find out who leaked. Because the bottom line is, and I think a lot of people agree, if you hate your boss so much, just quit. But don't go and write and pen an anonymous you know, anonymous op-ed, which I'm now convinced was written by Kathy Griffith. But uh, nonetheless, it has derailed Washington, which was already pretty volatile. My next guest knows President Trump, worked with President Trump on and off for years on his campaign. He's been hired, fired, rehired, sued. (laughs) He's seen a lot of different faces and moods of the now President Trump, and he joins me now. His name, Sam Nunberg. Hi there. Good of you to join me. Alex, thank you for having me. Hello from New York City. Hello from Toronto, from across Ontario. So give us an inside, um, um, you know, inside view of what you think is going on right now in the White House, in President Trump's mind. I mean, he's been under attack for a, a long time now, since, since the day he to- said he was going to run. Uh, what would he be going through? Well, it's funny. I was on the phone. I speak to a lot of the New York Times uh, reporters who report on the White House, and they have a firewall between the opinion editorial board and these reporters so Mm -hmm. they don't know the identity um they are worried that it is not somebody high level enough to warrant publishing the uh, anonymous op-ed or to call this person a senior official i happen to disagree i think that this was somebody who has probably already denied that they did it it's somebody who um, has to ex- feels that they have to explain themselves. Somebody who, when you quoted John McCain, it gave me a lot of uh, indications and signals about who it could be possibly. But what I would say is, is that this president is, look, he's surrounded partly because of the job, partly because of him being our first private citizen, an independent, a businessman, somebody who wasn't a politician. He had to uh, you know, form on the go. He didn't even, uh, you know, he didn't. He thought it was a less than a 50-50 proposition that he was going to win on election night. Mm-hmm. And he's eventually gone through a lot of uh, 
uh, maturations of this White House. Um, I think that he is quite controlled in front of everyone. Uh, privately, he is talking to his wife and his kids, uh, close outside confidants. And from what I understand, they have a list. Um, and uh, they'll eventually find out who it is. Look, I said on Inside Edition today that I think I agree wholeheartedly with this president that the Justice Department needs to look into who wrote this because it was done anonymously. Mm -hmm. And ironically, just so uh, your audience can understand, I was quite uh, pleased that I saw, forget on Fox News, but I saw on CNN and MSNBC, commentators and hosts of all political uh, persuasions saying, look, mm -hmm. put your name on this. Yeah, yeah. Put your name on this. Well, absolutely, because essentially you're undermining democracy. I mean, and if, if the New York Times can do this, and I, and I don't read the Times, I left the Times a long time ago, but, you know, if a paper like the New York Times is doing this, then it's not going to be too long before every other publication and media outlet starts to do the same. If, and, you know, now it's Donald Trump. Tomorrow it'll be someone else. It'll be you. Well, you, you, you know, unfortunately, I don't think they uh, would ever have done this to a Democrat, nor do I. No, of course not. Democrats serving in a White House would ever have done something like this. You, have, you know, this is a country club establishment type Republican who, while being repulsed by Donald Trump, loves the levers of power, loves the job they have, and they are trying to be a hero. I happen to think one of the suspects I have, I'm under strict orders. Mm -hmm. I work for Steve Bannon. I'm a senior advisor to his new outside political group, Citizens of the American Republic. I can't, I'm not going to name people publicly. But I would tell you, he does have some people working for him that ran for president in the past that are very close to John McCain. They quoted John McCain in this, that uh, want to continue to uh, want to continue to have a nice plushy job. And by the way, when they write, whoever wrote this, when they write that they are not carrying out the directives of the chief executive of the executive branch. Mm -hmm. Remember, we, we are a republic. We have a constitution. Mm -hmm. We are not a parliament. Right. That is not the way things are supposed to operate. He gives directives. He or she, that is president, gives directives to be carried out. He or she will have oversight from Congress and uh, oversight on laws from the uh, Supreme Court. So this is really unlawful. The president says it's treasonous. It's not technically treasonous, but it is goes to the fact that it is there is resistance against this man. And now you see that there is resistance against him, not only from the other um, party, which would be natural and fine, not only from unelected bureaucrats, people that think that they know better than me, someone who voted for this president, someone who saw him in 2011. Uh, at speaking at a conference and thought this man could be president of the United States, that they know better than me. But you see that it is his people within his own party who took an oath of office to carry out the Constitution, and they are not doing that. Well, no, and it's just left the White House in complete chaos. You know, I, I'm not a rabid Trump hater. I take him case by case. I give him credit where it's due, and I knock him when I don't. I think he was right on Israel. I think his stance on Iran is is uh, is good. His economic policy on lower taxes, that makes sense. Uh, but, you know, I'm not happy with him with what he's doing to my country right now, you know, dealing with NAFTA and the unpredictability it's causing with our country. However... Um, you know, how does he get anything done? I mean, I don't understand where this goes from here, because this chaos is not going to go away. The American people are not, or even just the media themselves, are not just all of a sudden going to say, let's step back and see what he does. 
Look, we have a midterm uh, coming up, which in uh, history is the first essentially reelect for this president because if the House, uh, there is the if the United States House of Representatives goes from Republican to Democrat, I can assure your audience that uh, just like you have very good beer in Toronto <laughs> and not a very good baseball team. <laughs> There will be impeachment. There will be articles of impeachment yeah. sent through the House. This man will be effectively handcuffed. And forget what it does to our domestic economy. We will have deserved that if we do that. I still think I'm optimistic. I think, you know, nine times out of ten, in general, the president would lose. They, you know what I mean? The, the opposite party wins in their first two years. The president gets reelected. This guy defies political gravity. Mm -hmm. We have a very good message. Um, but what I think is, is forget that. When you just mentioned NAFTA, you just mentioned, obviously, his contentious relationship with Trudeau. Yep. I could have told you they were never going to hit it off. I promise you that much. And inviting, by the way, his daughter to go to a play on a Monday in New York City about refugees wasn't exactly a very smart <laughs> move by him. Well, there's been a lot of sm not smart moves by our prime minister. But while I've got well, you on that, the point yeah, is, go ahead. Let me just finish quickly. Is they will have effectively handcuffed him to conduct foreign relations. And that is the responsibility of this president. And that is why he will, they are making the world unsafe. And when you read this, you see that they are almost saying, we hope the Democrats take over the House. Yeah, well, at some point, the Democrats are going to have to run on something more than I hate Trump. I mean, they have to find something to run for and someone who can uh, be the face or whoever and be a leader. That party is a disaster right now, worse so than I've ever seen it. But uh, while we've got you on, um, <clears throat> pardon me, on NAFTA, where does this go? Because Mr. Trump has said he is not going to bend on things like supply management. He talked a bit, uh, I don't know if we have the clip, uh, Mike, of uh, talking about ruining Canada. You know, he's been threatening these auto tariffs. We've already got steel and aluminum tariffs that have been put in place. They are kicking the hell out of our, our, um, our manufacturers in that area. Uh, do you get the sense that he is unpredictable enough that he will pull the trigger on those auto tariffs? Just I want you to take a listen to the clip that he said at a campaign rally stock well, today. To listen okay, to the you know what the, call the, <laughs> the answer. The answer is yes. I sat with him in a briefing with a Senator Ron Johnson, who was happened to be the first Republican senator uh, reelected in a presidential year since 1984. Donald Trump happens to be the first Republican to win Wisconsin. The senator was from Wisconsin since uh, 1984. Donald Trump mentioned dairy farmers. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump flipped a lot of counties so your audience can understand rural counties yeah. that went to barack obama and went to democrats for many years that shouldn't have and he is going to do something about this and that is why um we so you so on your end i understand why you don't like donald trump on his end here this is popular now you will see polls that say well tariffs hurt our economy yeah. that is fine our rank and file that we need to get out and vote our people that need to know that he is fighting for them, our house seats we need to keep. His, um, he has a uh, smorgasbord of a lot of different people that have voted for a lot of different types of uh, politicians before. Uh, they support this, a lot of them, and he's going to continue to do that. Plus, he has personal animus to Trudeau. So what I would say is, is that the best way to do this is for Trudeau to suck it up and give him something that he can come back and say, well, we got this. Now we're all good. If he doesn't get something that's good enough for him, from his viewpoint, 
I hate, I'm not going to, I don't want to debate this right now. His view, I will just tell you, his yeah. viewpoint is Canada doesn't do anything for us. I don't know what Canada does for us. What do I care about Canada? We defend Canada. Canada, Canada couldn't defend themselves. Yada, yada. We do all the military. We do this. We do that. What do I need Canada for? And then they get, and then they get put these tariffs on our goods. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And they don't buy all their oil from us. So yeah. they've got, he's got to get something from Trudeau if Trudeau wants to, uh, alleviate the pain. He doesn't mind putting pain on your economy. But oh, I know your that. Your economy just had <laughs> bad numbers come out today. Yeah, our economy is gangbusters. Yeah, well, We're defying this whole idea that tariffs will uh, will hurt the market and will hurt jobs. Yeah, well, unfortunately, uh, we are going in the opposite direction. We don't get oil to market, even though we, uh, uh, you know, in my view, we should be ener- energy independent between our two nations. We shouldn't be buying any oil from any I, other I, nation. I, I think every nation yeah. should be energy independent. The point is, is what I'm saying is, for your audience to understand, he looks at it as yeah. he's going from a position of strength here. Sure. He's not going to budge. Yeah, because the bottom line is, even if he does it for a week, it still crushes us. It'll hurt you a little bit. But you're you're the elephant. We're the mouse. And we just, uh, we can't win this fight. It's just unfortunate it has come to that. But uh, please tell your friend, Mr. Trump, not to put those tariffs on. Not the auto tariffs, please. <laughs> See what you can do. I, I, I think that I think that what he will end up doing is coming to some kind of agreement because, from what I understand, uh, I speak to people in the White House who deal with this issue. There, there are negotiations going on yeah. under the radar between your country and ours, and I think everything will end up working out. It's just that once again, I would also say the president. I know this for a fact. Is still furious that on his way to North Korea. Um, he felt that Prime Minister Trudeau, I don't know the facts. I'm just telling you what he believes. Yeah, no. He feels that Prime Minister Trudeau was not honest to his face. That's the and problem with left. playing politics when uh, you're trying to score points here at home. You offend people. All right, I've got to let you go on that note, Sam. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Love to come on again. Well, if you're, are you coming to town with us? Uh, I guess Steve Bannon's coming to town to uh, do a little debate here. Are you uh, on uh, the ticket to come with that? I, I, I didn't know about that. If it's before November 6th, I'm certainly not. I'm working every day for the midterm. I think but. it is. I think it is. I think it's November 6th. I, I don't know if it is, but nonetheless, if you come to Toronto, let us know. We'll have you on again. Well, what I am going to tell Steve and is that advertise for his debate. Okay. For him on, Canadian, he's in Italy right now. So. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Sam, thank you. Thank you very much. It's an honor. That is uh, Sam Nunberg t- uh, joining us, giving us a bit of an insider look as to, you know, what might be going on behind the scenes. But interesting uh, kind of inside knowledge on NAFTA.